Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. We are continuing this never-ending voyage into Metallica-ness. Uh, we're doing an A to Z here of the uh, of the famed, acclaimed band, and we're going through every single song and, you know, having a guest pretty much every episode. Occasionally it's me on my own, if a guest falls through or no one wants to do certain songs a la Lulu. Uh, get in touch with me if you want to do some Lulu tracks in the future. They're pretty much all open, and I think they're going to be open until the end of the show. So MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch in any way, really. I'm actually going to read an email out uh, a little bit later on on the show and if you want to get in touch with me i'd love to hear from you you know get some correspondence going let me know what you think about the band top tens what you think about episodes guests criticisms you know honesty is what i want ultimately so get in touch with me there metallicapod at gmail.com at metallicapod on twitter follow the show uh, get in touch with me there as well updates etc patreon thank you to everyone that donates on the patreon it's greatly appreciated patreon.com forward slash alpha metallica essentially everything that goes on this channel goes on there first there's some good stuff on there at the moment um we've got our snm review which is coming out really really love that discussion uh with russell and then we've also got our um load reload uh kind of revisited where we go back and look at like you know the uh that period in the 90s and beyond uh shout out to mr bob for coming on to that as well so they're on there you know stuff that i do you know before the main channel goes in there first help support us there and um yeah leave a review on itunes that sort of stuff but we'll get to today's guest first of all and yeah, occasionally there are cross pollinations i do a few sort of separate podcasts at any one time and one of the ones that i also do is battle rap resume if the words king of the dot or er or being bodied <laughs> mean anything to you then you may know what i'm talking about but don't worry we're going to get back to Hetfield very, very soon. But uh, as I say, my guest today is someone that I've had on those shows before. We've had some great discussions. And um, I was kind of surprised, actually, when he sort of came at me. Do you want to do this episode? I didn't even realise, uh, Joe, that you're a Metallica fan. But it's uh, good to have you on, man. Ahoy, ahoy. Merry Christmas. Merry to one and all. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday, uh, the 22nd of December, actually. This is my last day before a long break. So this is, this is nice to record this. To talk about Dirty Window of all tracks. Classic, mate. It's better than Creeping Death. It's better than Wolf and the Flame. <laughs> better yeah. than all those good songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. I actually, um, you know, just before we went on, I put a little thing out there asking people, you know, what do you think about this song? I know, uh, you know, when we touch on anything say anger related on this show, it is inevitably controversial. So I went on the Twitter and I sort of popped the question out there, and you know, most people are sort of just talking about the riff or you know uh, what it does, a kind of repetitive motion sort of thing. But um, one guy, Shad the Unbeliever, he says it's shite like the rest of the album, and this is directed to me. And you aren't keen on Hardwired, so mm. that sort of taste different I, I i replied to him i honestly dirty window i prefer it to half of hardwired is, is that is that crazy what? to say yeah well i mean prefer in terms of get more enjoyment out of it or as a consider it of greater quality um i, I think probably more the first okay okay yeah I, I think that's fair enough i think dirty window is definitely in my top three which kind of moves around mm -hmm. um but i mean hardwired is the album that i got into them on Right, right, right. I, I, it was about November, December last year. Um, I was in the public library uh, doing some homework, or not doing some homework. Um, and uh, as used to, yeah. Um, and I, I just thought I'd Google them because I thought they're a big band. I'm getting into metal. I'm slowly digesting all of the legends, yeah, yeah. picking it's my favourites. It's in their name, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, like the um, the branding of Metallica is what drew me to them oh, really, because yeah. I knew about them way before I listened to any of their songs because the logo is just so eye-catching and brilliant and all the different album covers as well they always i'm walking past their aisle past the metal aisle in hmv 
looking for some M&M or something, and I'll see them and be like, blimey, that, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, like yeah. So eventually I got into them, and Hardwired was the first album. Of course, like most people will consider the first one they got into most favorable most favorably yeah yeah I, I i've encountered that a lot on the show and i definitely understand that i am being genuine i'm not trying to be incendiary i i this this song has really grown on me uh i i do really enjoy this track and i want to get into that and you know i like upsetting people over hardwired anyway so <laughs> it's two birds one stone uh, but we you know as i mentioned before we like some correspondence on the show we like to hear from people on the show shout out to one of my genuine favorite people that i listen to on a weekly basis doing podcasts um it's the man brad blazik he is an incredibly enthusiastic, infectious, uh, excellent podcast pod, podcast podcast host, um, along with Brad Lyons on Single Podcast Theory, which I've gone on ad nauseum on this show. I love that Pearl Jam podcast. Definitely check it out. And um, Brad got in touch. Joe, um, are you a fan of this podcast? Are you aware of these guys? I'm aware of them, but I'm afraid I've not heard a Pearl Jam song. I'll get no! onto them very soon. <laughs> really? Um, I'll send you some songs. Yeah. Okay. Please do. Um, but yeah, you know about what from Metal Your Podcast, I guess. Yeah, they were constantly talking over Clinton Ethan. They could, <laughs> Clinton Ethan couldn't get a word in. It really was think, quite striking. Jeez, guys, yeah. it's not even your. But I mean, like you know, give them a bit yeah. of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> oh, Brad. Yeah, shout out Brad. those guys. Shout out those guys. Um, Brad says, "Hey, Tom." Brad B here. I know I'm behind on Alpha Talica, but I recently to the Cure, Cyanide, and your top ten albums. To me, the lyrics to Cure always bothered me. The chorus specifically. It sounds like James is trying to be witty by saying everyone must have the sickness because everyone seems to need the cure. But it's like, yeah, if you're sick, you need the cure. There's nothing witty or deep about that. But the way he phrased it, it seems like he's trying to make a pun or something out of that line. That's just my take on it. I do like the song, but that part always stuck out to me. Um, cure? Are you a fan of Cure? Not at all. No. <laughs> I mean, it's on load, reload, so no. What, Although, that... I mean, there are some good ones. I'll, I'll okay. give them that. I mean, King Nothing is infinitely oh, yeah. enjoyable, oh, yeah. I find. I, I actually like 2x4 and Ain't My Bitch as well. Yeah. Um, I don't consider them of, of value no. as pieces of art, but they're right. I mean, <laughs> when you, especially when you compare them to the other Load Reload songs. 2x4, yeah, it's not. It was actually the first Alpha Talaga episode. And um, a lot of criticism mm. I got on that episode was that I talked really fast. I listened to it about recently. I was like, what was wrong with me? I was going a mile a minute for some reason. About 2x4, which there's something just quite muddy and satisfying about the basic riffing, isn't there? Yeah, it's it's a slow headbanger one. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. not a battery. It's a, yeah, no. head nodding. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's um, <laughs> uh, uh, he gives his top 10 albums as well, Brad. Uh, number 10 is Reload. Number 9 is Load. Which I was like, okay, you got my attention now. Number seven is Say Anger, though. So, um, I know. think that's fair. I mean, you can like okay. or dislike Say Anger, but it's still likely to be in your bottom three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. isn't it? At the end of the day. Seven, The Black Album. Six, Death Magnetic. Five, Hardwired. Four, Kill Em All. Three, Lightning. Two, Puppets. One, and Justice For All. Um, what, what do you think of that list? Um, Justice For All is one that I can't seem to get all the way through in one listen. Oh, really? And I, yeah, same with, same with, say, Anger, to be honest, mm-hmm. but for different reasons. I mean, Justice is, without the bass and the the oldness of it, I know that sounds sure. really... Sure, I know what you mean. I, know I what you got mean. into Metal through Five Finger Death Punch, yeah. and their songs are mastered beautifully, and so that's what I associate with Metal. Yeah. I think, blimey, this is, this sounds amazing, as well as the instrumentation and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Justice is just difficult listen. I know how good, I know how good it is, and I can appreciate that, but... I, can't really get all the way through a song. Well, I mean, song, yeah, but not album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brad says, Justice is my number one by a lot. 
It was my first metal slash Metallica album. I still listen to it all the time. Uh, Hardwired or Death Magnetic could be swapped depending on which one I listen to last. I like a, bu- a lot of Hardwired. It kind of adds to Death Magnetic out simply because it's fresher right now. In another year, that could change. As you can probably tell, I'm more of a thrash guy when it comes to Metallica. I do like the Black Album, but I don't love it. It's a great hard rock album by Metallica. It is and always w- who is and always will be a thrash band, in my opinion. I'm not one of those that said they betrayed me, to be honest, but I understand that sentiment. Does, does that ring true for you? I mean, what do you think of this, these older fans who kind of got pissed off by the Black Album? I think I can understand why you'd be annoyed if you followed them up until the point where their style changed. But mm. when you consider a, a, a whole career, think about how many people wouldn't know Metallica if it wasn't for Enter Sandman. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like if, like, so many people hear that and then get into them. If, if you know, I don't know what ratio or what fraction of their fan base got into them through the Black Album, but it's a lot. And that's the good thing about going pop, as it were, is that it brings people to the other stuff. And of course, they've returned to Thrash, so we're all good. We're still getting good music that everyone's enjoying. Because that's the thing about Metallica. They've got something for all sorts of different tastes. They've got some hard, heavy, fast stuff, as well as slow, head noddery stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I mean, like the spectrum of master puppets to load. They've got stuff in between, which is excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Brad concludes, it was really good hearing you on with Clint and Ethan. Uh, thanks for the shout out. I haven't even finished that episode yet. I've been listening to Clint. I've been helping Clint, sorry, with his best of Metal Up Your Podcast episodes. I haven't listened to anything else all week except past episodes. Um, and he basically goes on to say that in the episode, Joe, uh, I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, you're a diehard fan. You must have uh, You must have checked out. But we did the top 10 um, non, uh, sorry, metal non-metallic albums. And one of the bands that I mentioned, Brad actually checked out and saw what you from afar, and he's really enjoying them. And I would urge anyone listening, check out and saw what you from afar. They are definitely one of my favourite bands ever. Like, they're this kind of heavy, instrumental, Northern Irish kind of math rock. But it's not too mathy. It's very amphemic. Their first album is... Yeah, it's fucking remarkable. So shout out to Brad Chicken Out. You also mentioned a day to remember as well and asks sort of how big they are in this country because um, I've mentioned them in my top 10 as well. They are quite big, actually. They seem to tour quite regularly here. I've seen them once many, many years ago in Birmingham, I think on the Homesick Tour. And they were playing quite a big venue that the big bands play. Um, a day to remember for you, Joe? Is it a big band or? I'm afraid not. No, no. Um, I'm not myself a okay, then. okay. There's some sort of pop punk uh, thrashy, you know, throw down stylings. You might enjoy. Shout out to Brad anyway. Thanks for the great email. And, um, you know, we'll get into Dirty Window as a track. Obviously, you have to examine the cause uh, to a certain extent. I've recently been rereading uh, Alan Moore's Excellent From Hell, which is a very, very in depth examination of the Jack the Ripper killings. And it's kind of a full diagnosis. So it's kind of like in order to solve the killer of Jack the Ripper, you need to understand the actual Victorian society that gave birth to it. And, you know, you've got to understand this song, Dirty Window, in terms of, say, anger. What are your thoughts on this release? I like that it happened. Um, I enjoy some of the tracks in terms of the ideas and the riffs. And the lyrics confuse me, Mm -hmm. which is nice. I mean, especially Dirty Window. Um, I think I liked it much more. I already liked it. And then I discovered a whole new uh, way of enjoying it after having watched Some Kind of Monster because it puts it all into context with James coming out of rehab and this and that and tension between the band. Um, so I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I listened to it back and I said in my head, this makes sense <laughs> why they made this kind of album. Yeah. Because it's because right now they're on a high. They're, they're, they keep saying that they're, in a better position than they've been in the past. And Hardwired was 
so good because of that. And mm. Saint Anger was so. I mean, it's it's bad. I think I consider it a bad album. You do. I don't consider it a non-enjoyable album, but I mean, it's it's above Load and Reload, uh, okay. which is at the end of the day what divides Metallica fans, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone sort of agrees on the great albums, but it's the shit albums that people disagree with. I think. People yeah. sort of get too too caught up in that, but yeah, I mean, this song then, you know, sonically, it has that drum sound. Um, you can hear it a lot, especially because this song is a very pulsing stop-start sort of sound. Um, so there are kind of these spaces for Lars to inhabit, and it does have that kind of you know spoon on a worktop uh, sort of clatter to it. Um, personally, it doesn't bother me. What? How do you feel about the drum sound on this track? I actually really like the snare. Yeah, I genuinely really like it. I'm a drummer myself, and I've been trying to play this song myself, and it's. It's, it's really, really, it sounds amazing, I think, mm. the snare drum. I know it's, it's, it's very unique, of course, but it's supposed to sound like a release. The, the bass drum makes you nod your head downwards and the snare makes, it, makes you nod your head back up again. That's the purpose of the way they are, which is an interesting psychology analysis right there, very mm-hmm. in-depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, when you have that more, when, it's, when the snare's louder and when, it's, when the sound of it lasts longer, mm. it makes... The headbanging more intense, which is, of course, what makes the song more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And we open, uh, as a lot of St. Anger songs tend to open, or at least have sections of feature, sort of just an open string, sort of clattering, you know, nothing kind of, uh, you know, a day to remember breakdown-esque uh, to bring about that band. But, you know, it's nothing too noticeable. It's kind of discordant. The drums are there. And then out of it rises, you know, something out of the primordial ooze, you know, this riff that essentially the song is anchored around, even the sort of dissonant riff that it plays to in the slower parts is kind of based on that round, you know, structurally. Um, It's a successful song, but it just does have this main riff, doesn't it? It's kind of quite remarkable how it continues it in different forms. Yeah, the other sections don't hold up to the main opener, no. big, epic, riffy bit. Um, the Especially the I, I... That, that's the cup weird. Of denial. Yeah, that, that's the worst <laughs> part of the song. Cup of denial, yeah. <laughs> Drink I, I, from the cup. I mean, nice Yeah, I roll my eyes. Yeah. What does that mean? Yes. Honestly. Yeah, that is, that is some Phil Tao shit. That what is. other cups do you have in your house if yeah. denial is one of them? <laughs> James can sometimes like I've ne- I've never said Metallica are the greatest lyrical band like especially their sort of later stuff you know sometimes there will just be these like even like projector reflector infector <laughs> it just, <laughs> you know what I mean it's just some sort of raw shit I actually really like that a bit okay I I really I enjoy it like I say um but th- have you actually memorized the words in order in your head can you sing it out loud when you listen to the song uh I don't think I can yet no. It's kind of like a memory game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it because I'll forget where I am and what my name is and what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm listening to that and I'm trying to remember what the, <laughs> what the words are. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'll be singing it in the shower. It's a really good shower song, by the way. I, I listen to a lot of Metallica in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, you know it's a good start to the day. I'd recommend mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the riff then, it can be Motorhead-esque in the kind of big sections where it's just a sort of pummeling force. That's and- another point I was going to make, actually. The, mm. the drum pattern is very similar to that of Ace of Spades. It's got the bass drum either side of the snare in the second half of every bar. Um, and it's 
it's only 20 BPM slower, I believe. I think this is at 120, A-Space okay. at 140. Yes. So, I mean, a, a fan of Motorhead mm-hmm. uh, would be a fan of this song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, those bands are inextricably linked uh, in the influence lines. And when it gets into it, when it goes forward, you know, it does have a bloodied energy to me that I really enjoy. And I think James... Uh, his vocals on Say Anger, for the most part, I really adore. They're very cathartic. You know, there's a lot of sort of primal scream therapy going on here. Uh, think about All Within My Hands, especially, you know, towards the end of that song, the kill section. Um, but here, James, again, is very full-throated. I like the way he's like, in the window! Like, you know, he just he pulls <laughs> lines long and he embellishes things. And yeah, it's just a real, you know, very, very engaging. Like, this is why I like this more than Load and Reload, because I find Load and Reload just a bit sort of tasteless to the most part and kind of chuggy... <laughs> dude rock mm. this has just a bit more kind of you know garage energy that they need to get back to have you seen the practice the, the rehearsal sessions that they filmed in the hq uh for this one i haven't no it's i would highly recommend it it's proper enjoyable everyone's just going nuts <laughs> rob is going full crab oh yeah um kirk is he nearly hits the camera with his guitar Shit. at one point i think Lars has got his tongue out. Oh yeah, James is growling. I think James forgets <laughs> when he, when he's doing the um, projector rejector bit. Mm. I think he forgets one of the words the first time, maybe, and then laughs about it, and then they just keep going. I think, and like just before they start recording, he says, "Let's kick its ass," <laughs> referring to like <laughs> playing the song well. Sure, it's yeah. really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's like the house is cl- the house is clean, baby, is a nice <laughs> refrain as well, which is kind of a, a ridiculous thing to say, really, in the grand scheme of things. But it's hard, and it goes into that chunky riff as well that has a bit of a pounce to it. I, I just find especially these kind of maybe two or three minutes I think the song is ultimately over long I think I think it should be like 420 rather than 530 as it is but you know these opening sections are pretty undeniable yeah I think it especially with the length of it it kind of epitomizes Saint Anger hmm. as well as being the, the best song on Saint Anger in my opinion do you agree uh, I probably like all of my hands more but yeah I do really like the song hmm Maybe like frantic more than this as well, but um, yeah. you think? Yeah, I think this is more frantic than frantic. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But uh, I just, I just feel like his vocal um, is a little bit kind of more devilish in frantic. But the judge, jury, and executioner, I love that as well. You know, I love what's happening with the riff. Where it's exactly the same riff, but it's just kind of you know palm muted. It's more of a heartbeat. And I'm judge, jury, and executioner. It's quite a sort of teasing image as well to play on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's where I have a struggle finding out what the song's about. Sure. I, I've looked it's it up on Genius. It's about projectors and refractors. It's about projectors. <laughs> it's about infectors. And... Oh, it's about, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense now. Okay. All of those things. <laughs> it's like a quintuple entendre, the it's entire about cleaning song. houses and, yeah. But, I mean, there is an extended metaphor with quarters in session. I slam my gavel down. Um, that bit for so long you know that Peter Kay thing right at the end of the tour didn't tour to it when he says um, acclaimed UK that... comedian we should say just, yes just in, for international best, listeners that might not be aware of Peter Kay yeah. um, there's a bit at the end of his like one of his biggest tours where he's doing a routine about um, singing the wrong lyrics and then when you hear what they actually are on a karaoke machine you mess it up and um, that's kind of the case with this because for so long I thought he says I slam my devil down which makes right. just as much sense as a <laughs> cup of denial. Yeah. So for the, I was singing that for quite a while, and then I realised it is gavel, and that, of course, follows with the whole court 
setting. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of incriminating yourself, you know, self-inquisition. Um, there's a bipolar nature to this song that I think plays out thematically as well through the very sort of, you know, grunge patented hard version, soft version, you know, of the song. But And in the lyrics as well, of course. I mean, yeah. clean inside, dirty on the out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, drinking from the cup. What? <laughs> don't, don't mention that to Nago. James is channeling his uh, inner Cesar Romero um, when he kind of laughs maniacally like a clown. I like that bit. <laughs> That's engaging. He's having fun. Yeah, it's it's very genuine. Um, before that, though, we do have those backing vocals of those kind of monotone, horsey crap. Like, do not like that section. Yeah, I mean, an interesting thing about this song. Guess how many unique lines there are. Wow. Yeah. There's a. In what? In it was like five minutes long. Guess yeah. how many unique lines there are. Twenty, maybe. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> 11 there are 11 lines in this song wow yeah it's it's where a guitar solo would have made sense i suppose but they did do it live uh with bob rock at the 30th anniversary sessions and uh kirk did play a solo there as well so you know they have played forms of that but as i said before it does ride a little too long for me but i think the ride altogether you know there's a brashness um to the sound whereas i think death magnetic and hardwired feel kind of studio but this has a bit more of a kind of soul to it to a certain extent whether that makes it in its benefit or not but you know all in all um joseph like you know dirty window for you one of your favorites isn't it absolutely possibly my very top favorite wow why you what, what is your top out of interest i haven't decided a full-on list but um battery is in there sure uh Fight Fire with Fire. Mm. I like that as well. The way the intro is you're, 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 you're an opener fan. Yeah, I love all the openers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hardwired as well. I absolutely adore that song. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of how crazy and unhinged it is. Yeah. And, and any closing thoughts on Dirty Window? Um, not really, I suppose. Uh, it's. I just want to keep listening to it. Yeah. To be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's fun. Listen to it all week. Yeah, it's been, yeah, I've been listening to it pretty constantly, really, and uh, soaking it in. And it is addictive. I catch myself singing certain phrases um, and just... There's something about its play with Stop Start that's quite un-Metallica, really. Metallica are a band that when they start the song, they just keep going till the very end. But this one is always turning on its heels and giving some breathing room. There's, um, there's a time signature change from the intro to the main riff... Uh, where a bar is in eleven sixteen, hmm. which is quite strange. Before the before the very first, which is quite interesting. It makes it difficult to play mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've got a metronome because the metronome gets confused. Well, uh, talking about it being played, it's been played thirty one times live. It was something that they took on tour with the Madly in Anger with the World Tour. So, you know, it was one of the ones that they sort of thought, oh, we're not that ashamed of it, so we'll play it. Um, they should have just played the full album on those tours, but they opened with Black and, you know, they're, they're, fair enough, you know, they're, they're a huge band. But um, debuted in December 3rd, uh, 2003 in Oslo, Norway. Last played December 10th, 2011 in San Francisco, which was the 30th anniversary show. Shame. They should bring it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proud favourite. That would have been crazy. <laughs> like, when I saw them in Birmingham, it was like, oh, shit, they're doing Dirty Window. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's got, what, reason. 2 million plays on Spotify. Uh, and to put that into perspective, Enter Sandman has 197 million plays on Spotify, um, which shows you how much the fans, uh, by and large, actually enjoy it. Um, but I'm one of those 2 million. Yeah, me too. It. Me too. I'm probably about 
one million of those two million yeah, plays yeah. were me, to be honest. Oh <laughs> and the other were you, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want any more of the uh, you know anomalous ones, get in touch with us, metallicabod.gmail.com. What did you think of Dirty Window? Do you hate it? Let us know in the comments your criticisms of this song, because I know they're out there. I remember, you know, Metal of Your Podcast, they rated pretty much all the songs, I think, very, very low. I can't remember exactly what I said about Dirty Window, but I'm sure it wasn't kind. And, you know, they're right as well. We're all entitled to our own opinion. And, uh, Joe, I want to know your opinions on uh, a few Metallica questions. I mean, you sort of answered before about your, you know, possibly your favourite song. What's your favourite album? Hardwired. Hardwired, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can never get bored of it. I've got a post over Master of Puppets. Really? Hardwired over Master I just find that hard to imagine. Yeah, well, I haven't really delved into Master oh, man. quite enough yet. Um, although Disposable Heroes are recently added to my playlist, and I really enjoy that. Oh, check out Orion, man. Have you not heard of Orion? Oh, it's the instrumental, isn't it? Yeah. I don't quite know how to enjoy it. What do you mean? I know you really. I know you love it, but yeah. this probably sounds quite naive, but it seems a bit empty without lyrics. Okay. I can, yeah, I can see that. You'll grow into it, you know, you'll bloom. Or, may, or maybe not, you know. I mean, again, I just kind of, uh, maybe I'm a bit of a wise and fan. I appreciate in doing this show, you are sort of getting just my view of Metallica. It's not kind of a definitive view mm. or anything. It is kind of, you know, flavour by bias and stuff. And um, a bit of a, actually, your favourite, um, it's a bit of a boy band question, but uh, your favourite member of Metallica? Lars. Lars. <laughs> you, can't, you can't replace the little crazy Danish balding... No. Tongue sticking out, madly playing the sweaty drum. You can't replace. He's just brilliant. I mean, yeah. Napster yeah. or no Napster, sure, <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. <laughs> um, if you were to do a podcast like Alpha Talica on a band, what band could you do it on? I'd love to do an insane clown posse podcast. Mm. Um, are you aware of them? Do you like? Them? I'm aware of them culturally. I've not really heard the music. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they're the sort of band that require. Uh, a lot of explanation in order for you to for the, for the average listener to understand why they're good mm. um they dub themselves as the world's most hated band um and i think i could explain to people why that is i'd quite like to do an m&m podcast that'd, that'd be, be interesting great. yeah that'd be awesome i'd like to be intelligent enough to do a diablo swing orchestra podcast have you heard of them i haven't please they um it's like swing music but with distorted guitars basically mm. um so the the drums uh, the drumming tracks tend to be more swing towards swing more than metal, and then it's quite interesting. They've got at least like five different vocalists as well, so you never know which voice or which instrument is coming next. They've got trumpets, they've got violas, they've got mm. all sorts. Really enjoyable stuff. Okay, okay. Well, can't wait to hear a podcast on that, man. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, sometime in the future. But uh, is there any? I know, I know you're a bit of a YouTuber. Um, you got any? You got Metallica projects coming up, Paul? As a matter of fact, I do. Oh. I've got. Um, I'm going to be recording a cover of Dirty Window uh, with what? the band that I'm assembling. This is the exciting thing I was yeah. telling you about. Um, I've started it. It's, uh, it's, I'm going to try and rearrange it as well. I'm going to make mm. it an E-standard tuning. At the moment, I'm just drafting all the instruments myself, including vocals, which I'm not very good at, which has mm. been a, an enlightening experience for me. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's going to be coming out on my SoundCloud. My SoundCloud. Sorry. Yeah. Um, which is Joe the Fridge Haddock. Well, we'll uh, put it in the description, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you know, check it on there. But that's cool, man. Can't wait to hear that. Indeed. Can't wait to make it. All right. Well, um, thanks so much, man. Um, thank you to everyone for listening as well. Because um, you can follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show and do a song, uh, we've probably got up until I, you know, further in the alphabet. If you want to reserve a song, let me know. We'll be in probably a year, 18 months or so. We've been waiting a while, actually, Joe. I remember you told me about this, like, in the summer or something. And I remember saying to you, like, I think it'll be about Christmas. We'll do it. So, 
I honestly thought, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll get a song with D because that'll be like really early on. <laughs> I have to wait like <laughs> seven months. Or something. I, I was considering doing Hardwired. Hardwired, H is it? H, yeah, H, H would have been another know. year. Yeah. yeah. What a it shame. Would, it would have been a while. It would have been a while. But uh, no, glad we got to do it eventually. And um, anyone that's interested in well, should check out mine and Joe's conversation. What did we talk about on Battle Royale, mate? We talked about top 10, <laughs> don't, top 10 tryouts of Battle Royale, basically people's first performances and our favourite rounds of this famous duo, didn't we, Shufflo? Yes, mm-hmm. legends. Mm-hmm. So um, check that out if you're interested. I'll pop the links in the description as well if you want to check that out. Um, thank you to everyone for supporting. Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash alphabetallica if you want to support the show, if you enjoy the show, if you want to give back. Thank you so much. If you want to check out the new material on there. It's always updating. If you listen to this a year ago, I'm sure there'll be new stuff on there now. Um, Joe, thanks again, man. This has been great. Always a pleasure.